0: Your funky soul, get up in your how? And grab your funky soul, yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. You like you little Godfather yeah. of Soul?
1: I can't believe you don't listen to music when you run,
0: uh, dude. I don't, man. I, I t- t- we, t- we had this discussion, man. I oh. I. I- I'm just I'm I'm a mystic man, just like you. I meditate at that time. I know you like to jam out when you run. Yeah. What do you listen most, to when you run? Time, most of the time, I jam out. You're jamming it out, what, uh, Ryan. What'd you say to him? I said, "What What are you listening to when you're running,
2: Aaron Martin?"
1: I got I got so much. You know, I got I, I listen to anything from rock to like electronic to chill to the alternative. I mean, I got Zeppelin and, Corn and all the way to like the modern stuff.
0: You ever listen to Rick Klun Indian music when you run?
1: No, not that show. <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 none of that going on. None of that happening uh, right I, there.
1: Mostly I beat stuff and you know, something that gets the tempo going. Hey,
0: we gotta we gotta get some like technical, real fishing questions in since. You know, oh yeah, I you know I mean enough. we gotta yeah. keep some people happy.
1: I would, like I said before, we
0: had we had Seth Fighter on uh, before you, and he and he. By the way, Seth Fighter told us how much it meant to him for you to come up to him after the derby and tell him what a good job he did cuz you you're you're i his. haven't
1: I haven't had a chance to meet him yet it, it, i mean you Wait. think that we all know each other and we all get to meet and hang out but it's too busy man during the season it's like man it's, we're all, we're all so strapped for time
2: you know we asked if he wanted to tell you anything and he said nope nope he didn't want <laughs> to <you. laughs>
0: nothing to do with you hey
1: what is
0: the what is the most underrated lure Found in a typical bass fisherman's tackle box these days, something that they don't throw that they probably should throw. Aaron, <laughs>
1: spinnerbait. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> spinnerbait.
0: I mean, <laughs> we saw you. Don't believe it. We saw you in a derby. Uh, I, I think it's the same uh, the same year as the Havasu,
1: Chesapeake. I threw a, I threw a spinnerbait a lot last year. Uh, this year, a little bit, but that's one of my favorite baits. Like, I have a bunch of favorites, but that's that's one of the ones I think it's underutilized for sure. It's, it's what spinnerbait?
2: What, spinner bait. what spinner bait are you Oh, trying?
1: it varies, man. Anything from a beetle spin to an ounce and a half ledge busters. Beetle type. spin. You're throwing a beetle spin for real. I throw a lot of small stuff in the wintertime. but we don't have any tournaments. But you know, you can go out there with like a little quarter ounce or eighth ounce with little blades on it and destroy them.
0: Is that like? With I mean, the it's amazing what when you know, they're on small bait
1: like that. But yeah, little little you know, little tiny spinner baits to big giant ones. You know, single bladed to double bladed most of the time. I mean, I got a, a pretty big collection. I got I carry a couple hundred with me, probably on tour. But you know, wow. I keep a lot of them just wires, and I blade them up as I go throughout the season.
0: You're assembling for the situation.
1: Yeah, because I, I mean, it's too hard to keep on. I mean, there's so many different. A spinner is so versatile. There's so many things you can do with it, and. You know, anything from us? like I said, a single blade to a double blade, but you know, equal blades or a small blade and a big blade or white and chartreuse or gold and gold, gold and silver. It's just so much. it's crazy how much you can do. Why have people gotten away from the spinnerbait? I I, I, I throw one I, I got one tied on all the time, dude. Killer bait. I've won a lot of tournaments on a spinnerbait, especially in the West. It just it's just it always it's always it always works, it's always going to. It's never gonna it's never gonna stop working, that's for sure. It it will never change. It
0: will never there's change. You
1: know, there are certain lakes that we go to where it, it doesn't work that good. They I mean, can catch a fish on it, but uh, there's a lot of places that we go different times of the year where I just never seem to catch them on a spinnerbait. And that might be what, what the case is for a lot of people. They get burned out on it. I don't know, but there's a lot of places where we go where they really eat it. That's why I caught a lot of my fish on the first time. My lox is like an ounce and a quarter – you know, the single-blade spinnerbait. I, I caught, you know, like 20 pounds in the first 40 minutes, but most of them are on that big spinnerbait. What happened to you there, by the way? I just, I, I wore those fish out. They moved. And I went to go to a bunch of other waypoints, and there was dudes on every single one of them. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> I, hate- I found, that pretty much everybody found something. I, we all found the same stuff. Back to that spinnerbait thing real quick. Yeah. I don't want
2: to get away from that just yet. Do you throw that thing when it's flat, calm, no wind? in the middle of the day do you uh, you ever do that?
1: not usually that's With not no usually current? the case for a spinnerbait you need a lot of times you need a little bit of wind chop uh unless yeah. it's current related or dirty yeah, right what current. about dirt dirty water you can catch them and yeah. in, the, in the spring and the, the or in the winter when it's cold to get some dirty water it'll work then but like most of your uh, i tend to tend to wait till there's a little ripple on the surface okay like a, like a bladed jig bait or the spinnerbait even a trap. Seems that they, you can still catch them in calm water, but they definitely eat it better when you get a little little ripple going. Right, right. Unless it's wintertime and it's cold and you're doing it. I did that last year. I got third at uh, that one in Texas, the one down in Orange. What was that tournament? That's the one. Oh, oh Sabine.
0: Oh, there you go. That. It river. wasn't
1: really windy there a couple of days, and I was smashing them on a spinnerbait. It was spring, and the water kind of had a stain to it, and I was throwing like a a double Indiana, a double Colorado, I had a couple, I had three spinnerbaits out. That's what I was catching most of my fish on. And uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't real windy. Most of the time I was throwing it. They're eating it.
0: Hey, tell me this. Now, and don't answer it's whatever the bass want. Don't don't give that answer.
1: Okay. But right.
0: how do you determine if you're gonna throw a spinnerbait, a swim jig, or a chatterbait type bait? What it, what what's the what's the thought process there?
1: No, uh, you. If you, everything's going right, you get gut feelings. Uh, because I fish so much, a lot of times those three baits, there's a very they'll eat them all at the same time. Um, but I'll usually have all those rigged up, anyways. And a lot of times, believe it or not, it's trial and error. Still trial and error. Um, you know, a lot of times I'll pick, I get, like I'll throw a spinner bait and maybe get a couple bumps on it, and it may seem like a little bit too much, and I'll go to the swim jig and they'll start eating it. Uh, it's kind of that's just kind of how it is. Uh, those are normally baits I always have on a deck of my boat and in, in like shallower tournaments, and even nowadays we have big, heavy ones, so like those baits work in uh deep water too. You know, you can get down 20 feet with them, plus sure. sure. But a lot of times it is trial and error. And if things are going right, usually you know, I, I might throw a spinnerbait once and put it down the rest of the day and just throw it once and be like, oh, that's not right, and just you know, throw a swim jig or a bladed jig the rest of the time. Um, but I'll, I'll throughout the day, depending on what the conditions are like, water conditions are like wind, I'll you know, I'll keep 20, 25, 20 to twenty five rods rigged up with normally different things. I might have three spinner baits, two or three bladed jigs, you know, if I'm if I'm in a shallow a certain tournament, but you know, I'll have one for cloudy conditions and you know if it gets kind of brighter than it's supposed to because we can't depend on weather people. A lot of times I'll you know, have a natural colored one. That makes a big difference, or I'll have them rigged up ready to go. I always have backups for everything, and I keep everything. I keep a lot of stuff rigged up. Prep.
2: That's the prep.
1: Yeah, hmm. I do a lot of prep. Yep. A little too much, I think, but it pays off sometimes.
2: Hey, I don't want to get too far into finesse fishing, but I, I just want to know one thing. What's, what's the What's the number one drop shot hook? What hook are you using for drop shotting most of the time? I know my the Gamigatsu
1: G finish is as good as any of them or better. Uh, that new that new one they have, uh, it's got that gray finish, kind of like a almost like a Teflon coat. It's like a it's not Teflon I say, but it's kind of like it. It's real slick. Gamigatsu G finish, that and that, that's always been a really good hook. But I used to always bend it out, and now I had to make it, it was already kind of opened up. I didn't like the point t- pointing towards the eye as much. I kind of wanted it parallel with the shank. That way it grabs quicker. Because okay. I experimented, I I bent hooks. All my life, I'd bent hooks, uh, flipping hooks and finesse hooks. Open them up a little bit. If you had a jig or something like a jig hook, and you know you're kind of missing them a little bit, like they weren't eating it real good. A lot of times, you could open up, or even on a spinnerbait, you could open it up and have it pointing out a little bit. It tends to stick them quicker and deeper in the mouth. Uh, So I've always bent hooks and played like that. And uh, that uh, Gamagatsu G finesse is really a good, really good hook. Strong. It's it's nice. Awesome. It's the new steel. It's a, that new I, – I think other companies are going to it too, but the steel they use now and the real high-end high hooks is smaller, and it's like 20% stronger than the old good steel. The old good hooks we used to use, it's like 20% stronger than that, and they are. They're, they're the same diameter, but they don't flex, and that's really important in the hook. Now, you don't want it to flex at all when you set the hook on a fish or you hit a fish in a hard spot. You want the fish to stay rigid.
0: Like a samurai sword.
1: Yep, and That's, like those
0: uh, new treble hooks that you have
1: too. Yeah, they're really good. Nice, <laughs> love them. They're 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 incredible. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people know how good they really are, but they're they're super awesome.
0: Hey, JP Kitty and Bobby got some questions for you right here. What what's well, up, Bob?
2: Since we're still on the topic of drop shotting,
1: do you use uh, braid or fluorocarbon? I I still keep a floral rod in the boat, but about ninety percent of my drop shotting it is with like 10 pound braid most of the time with like a you know seven to 10 pound leader do you use a swivel at all i do at the great lake sometimes when you're reeling it up a lot and no matter how you rig your worm even wacky rig a lot of times you can get twist in it uh so i i sometimes use a little a little little small like barrel swivel and i'll put like a small bead plastic bead above it because a lot of times when you have a you know, a leader you reel it up tend to get excited and reel it up too fast. So you can damage your guides. So, I just ah. put a little plastic bead on there to keep it from damaging the guides. And but I do, I occasionally use a small, like a little barrel swivel with like a braid to like you know whatever fluorocarbon I'm using. And, and I'll actually pre-tie a bunch of leaders that tournament. I sheared the bolts off. I had them so figured out. I had you know I had to fish to win. I just at Saint Clair, right? Yeah, I had. I had that tournament one. I had to fish in the boat, but. I hadn't figured out so good. I had the swivel on there, and I had a bunch of leader. I pre-tied like you know ten or twelve leaders for the day because I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to tie the extra knot up above. I wanted it, a full rig ready to go with just just all I had to do is stick a weight on. it, So I would tie a hook on, and and put the knot for the the weight on there because I was in a hurry. I didn't have much time to fish down there, and I would also all I had to do once once it got frayed and once I retied once and it got too short, I just I had it wrapped around one of those. Um, it was like floaties, the long floaties. That's I kept nerd. one of them in the boat. I cut it in half and kept them wrapped around that. So I just unhook it and pull the leader off. as was ready to go. I pre-sharpened the hooks. I always put an extra point on even the super sharp hooks. I, I still like to touch them up a little bit. And, and it was real quick. I mean, I probably saved, you know, maybe five, ten minutes as I used clogging muscles. I had a lot of them rigged up. But I'd, I'd go through six or eight of them a day. But it saved me some minutes, which is, I think I only had four hours of fish in that tournament. It was like 85 80 miles each way. It oh, was wow. rough all the way there and back. It was bad. How do you So know, I had to save every minute counted. It, it, even if it's just a minute or two, it's worth taking the extra time to do it. How do you know when to nose rig hooks or wacky rig your baits? The uh, no, nose rig is the fastest. Like, as far as it's even faster than a Texas rig, you have less drag. Um, so, deeper it's water? It's thicker and it has a, a sinkier movement um to like a wacky rig and i i came up with like my friend scott gilly to call it the gilly rig which is like, like in between a wacky rig and a nose hook it's kind of up towards the top of the worm and that works really good because it kind of makes the worm kind of shake as it falls it kind of sh- kind of shudders as it goes down because of how it's rigged and yeah. so is the wacky rig and the nose rig kind of it moves a little bit but it kind of goes straight down Again, it's probably trial and error. I, I tend to like the wacky rig or gill rig better. It has more movement, and uh, you tend to hook them a little better. You get you get more of the bites. You get bit by as it hooks in the middle.
2: Awesome, thank you, Aaron.
1: All right, all right. Now yeah, the Texas th- rig is really good too. Now the tough uh, questions.
2: <laughs> 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 tough questions are from the re- kitty. Are you ready for the tough questions? Oh yeah. All right, one more Vanessa question. Have you ever thrown a Ned rig? No. <sighs> <laughs> Nedrig is
1: a darthead with a Senko. Yeah, I taught you about that the other day, man. Yeah. You didn't even know. I kinda not really that much, no, but it, I, I I could see it being very deadly at times. They would ate it at Millax really good, for Throw sure. It's, it.
2: That's the only thing I catch. I thought fish, about
1: aren't. it a few times, but I wasn't around the fish to catch anyway I was fishing for things. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> here's around where I was at Here's a
2: tougher one. I think I know the answer already. Did you go for a run today?
1: I didn't run today. I got up at like four fifty and my friend was a little late, which I expected. I made so I made an extra big egg like three egg sandwich on sourdough with like avocado and cheese and a little bit of mayonnaise yeah, and cayenne, it- of course. Big old sandwich. I picked out on that. i had a chance to eat some drink some coffee. No, I got too early. I couldn't get up at like four to go run. I ran last night I ran on my street, which is all hills. I ran like four miles. But I'm not I'm not like Pat yeah. I I I, I <laughs> I was only getting nine to twelve miles a weekend this year, so I'm I'm behind. I'm I think this week i I got twenty in and I'll work up to like forty, probably in about two. Yeah, or three buddy. Times.
0: That's the goal.
1: I like forty. But thirty is awesome. If you can do thirty, that's incredible. So, I always, see, me and my wife run and twenty does a lot. Twenty is really good, but you'll maintain what you're at. But as you get to thirty and forty, it's it's another level. We become machines, Aaron. Exactly. We become it's beasts. The, you're pretty. You're pretty stout. <laughs> yeah, you don't get tired. You don't get. Yeah, it's amazing how you feel.
2: Uh, since you were talking about breakfast and going into food yeah, yeah, I there. love
1: breakfast. <laughs> I, like, I love eating actually.
2: I heard you say I don't remember what it was, but you you talk a lot when the camera's on, and you were eating lunch. It was a peanut butter sandwich with cayenne pepper. Yeah, can, I loaded. Can you,
1: I mean, a layer, a measurable layer. If you take a ruler up to it, yeah, I like them hot. I eat a lot of cayenne. I eat like a jar a jar a month. Can you give I, us the whole I, recipe for that? A normal sized jar a month. I, I I down one of those a month. So it's so just about, cayenne about, pepper. About, about about ten to ten to eleven jars a year. I eat of cayenne pepper. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I Why? Love I mean, but my I, wife always complains. She's like, "You're not going to taste it first, but
0: that's can, how Leslie
1: sounds like I, that. No, she knows. She's she sounds a lot hotter than that. Oh, okay. But uh, I can. <laughs> I always try to tell her I, like like hot stuff. Everywhere I go, is not hot. I can't even taste if it's hot. And it doesn't burn my – my taste buds are still really good. I don't know what people think. It burns your taste buds, but I can taste food just fine. I can load it up with like a quarter-inch of cayenne. I can still taste it. A quarter-inch of cayenne? No, no. I'm just exaggerating. like like a layer. Sometimes I'll cover the food where you can't see what's underneath it. I mean I want the whole recipe of that sandwich. (laughs) Take a peanut butter and jelly. Do the peanut butter and jelly. And then cover it so you can't tell what's on it. And put the cayenne pepper. <laughs> all right. It's hot. I'm going to try it. The peanut butter I like kinda, hot stuff. Yeah, you know, peanut butter is kind of hot when you eat it. kind of warms your mouth. The peanut butter counteracts the cayenne. It doesn't seem as hot. But it's still really good for your circulatory system, your, you know, all your blood. It's good for you. So I eat a lot of it. So. No heartburn. No heartburn with it? No that? heartburn. Well,
2: oh, nice. That's Aaron's home
1: yeah, recipe right there. People tell me to keep doing it, you're going to have heartburn when you get older. But I'm 44 now, so I, it hasn't happened yet. I've been doing it for a while.
0: Van dam has got the cookies. You got the cayenne pepper.
1: My wife makes some good cookies too. Yeah. What like copied Van Dam? I don't know, but she makes awesome you know, cookies from scratch and Makes them a little different every time. It's pretty pretty neat. Nice. She does, she does cookies too. All
2: right, I got a couple <laughs> like bassin roulette questions. So just That's an original idea. Just quick one answer once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you can only pick one, crankbait or jerkbait.
1: Uh crankbait.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Large mouth, smallmouth, or spots?
1: Oh, dang. <laughs> that's like 30, <laughs> 30 29. Uh, shoot. Oh, golly. I hate to say largemouth.
0: Yeah, largemouth.
1: Yeah, they're <laughs> bigger and, and sometimes they're badder too. But I love the other ones. So. White frog or black frog? <sighs> if I had to pick one. Oh, that's really tough.
0: Red winged blackbird. Probably white,
1: fro- white, frog. White. white frog. White frog.
2: White frog.
1: Cats. I like a black one, but white always gets spit, too. Cats You're or kidding. dogs? Sometimes I'm as good as black, though. What is that? Cats or dogs? I love them both. I can't have a dog. Uh, right now, it's – dang, I don't know. I kind of like dogs more, but I love my cats. <laughs> all right. But all if right, I had to right. pick one to keep me company, if I was alone in Alaska, I'd pick a dog. But cats are kind of nice, too. How about a wolf?
0: What if you got a wolf? For yeah, a that's cat? what I'm talking about. Like, yeah.
1: They're, S- they're a little more friendly towards you. Like they, They're more compatible. Cats are kind of like, you know, whatever.
0: Or you should get a chucacabra as a pet.
1: That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean that would that would differentiate you from the rest of the competitors. On There's the a lot of somewhere. animals
1: that'd, that'd you be. You should fun get to a have. Greg Hackney as a pet.
0: Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> get yourself a Greg <laughs> with a chainsaw. Hey, Aaron,
0: thank you so much for sticking around and playing some more with us, man. You uh, you got any shout outs to your sponsors or are your fans any words of love? Wisdom? My
1: sponsors. I'm very happy right now. Um, I know a lot of people are probably looking for my hard sponsor. I don't. I don't have one right now. I haven't had one for two years. But All the sponsors I have I, I can't thank them enough, you know Phoenix boats and enigma they're they're both doing really well, and all my other sponsors, Mercury, I've been with forever. Roboworm is my longest sponsor I've had them since I was like 14, but for really? fifteen when I started fishing, Roboworm sponsored me, it kind of gave me free baits back then, so they've been my longest sponsor. So you start all my sponsors are great.
0: He started as a ten percenter. that's what yeah. he's saying.
1: Yeah. Free baits. <laughs> Free baits. That's how, that's how it usually starts.
0: Hey, we had a blast <laughs> with you, man. We had a blast, Aaron. It was fun. Yeah, th- thanks so much. And thanks to, and thanks to Leslie, too, for, for making this happen, too. We appreciate that.
1: You're welcome. I yeah. might go for a run right now, but there are actually there's quite a few copperheads in this neighborhood, and there's been quite a few dogs bitten in this area, and I've seen them. So I don't tend to run at night because my street's dark, and I probably step on one. But. Just bring the kitty. We got to go you. run sometime, Pat, together. We'll we got fun. we got to go, dude. We got to. We got to. Yeah.
0: Stay. We we need to cosmically bond, bro. Yeah. I think, I think he starts you gotta, you gotta,
1: down south, you gotta, and
2: you start from here, and you guys meet halfway.
1: Yeah, yeah we can do that. That's a run. Yeah. Or you can do a Ragnar with us. I do a Ragnar every year or two. Where, where's that at? What? In the one in Apple, Apple, uh, Napa Valley in California. Oh, gotcha. My wife has the fishtails, and she started it, and I and, uh, helped start the fish heads. And it's... <laughs> A lot of the runners are actually related to bass. That don't. I think we have a, maybe a fisherman or two this year for the first time. But I've been the only elite angler that run it. But we, it's mostly fishermen and and bassmaster related people. Yeah, dude, we got. We'll get together and we'll do it. And it's all the it's all the bass wives. Like Becky Iaconelli is running with Leslie, and I, she's probably. Got, I think she's got four or five of the wives running with her, like Angie Faircloth and and Bobby and Bobby. Uh, chapman and a few others so she's got a lot of the bass wives right on her team tails, nice it's really fun that's fun we'll, so it's a good time
0: we'll go do it and then we'll poach some of those california tanks when we're done i'll have to send you some pictures yeah dude please do please do I will. aaron again thank you so much man we appreciate it. we'd love to it's have fun. you on
1: again sometime i'd yeah.
0: love to be on again it's a great time awesome tell all your buddies about this show tell the world
1: i will I want to say hi to everybody out there. Thanks for tuning in and watching. And uh, we'll do it again soon, I hope. Dude, you are a true champion.
0: True champion, Aaron Martins. I'll be
1: back next year. Next, This year I took a break. I just kind of <laughs> chilled out a little bit. I got more sleep this year than I ever have in my career. Get seven mean, hours
0: dude. Hours. Get mean.
1: Be that superhero. Next, last year was like five hours. This year was seven hours. That's probably what it cost me. <laughs> Average.
0: Get them. Peace, dude. Yep. Peace, guys. Later. Aaron Thanks, Martins. Man.